Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I'm Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. It's all travel this hour as usual. Well, Mardi Gras is rolling right along in New Orleans this weekend. Ends on Fat Tuesday. Big celebration in Alaska. The Iditarod begins this weekend. That's the 1,000-mile Anchorage to Nome dog sled race. The winners uh, split $600,000 at the end of it. No small matter. This year, a musher from Jamaica is trying to win it once again. Newton Marshall came in fourth in the 2010 race. And this week, one of uh, America's big four airlines, that would be Delta, announced that beginning in 2015, your elite status will not be based just on how many miles you fly, but how much you spend on Delta tickets, not just how much you spend, but whether you buy the expensive tickets or not. I'm going to talk with the curator of one of this country's leading blogs on frequent flyer miles in a few minutes. We'll dissect this new reality. It has got frequent flyers up in arms. I tell you, I know you've got a real life and don't have to follow blogs involving mileage, but boy... Folks who do are just in an uproar over this. And humor writer Anne McCarthy joins me to discuss her clever book about being an American in Paris. It's titled Big Macs in Paris. I'll ask her to explain that title. Then together we're going to learn about a walking tour through Rome to visit key locations used in movies. And we'll meet a man named by Time magazine as one of the 100 most influential people in the world. He's an ultra-marathon runner. He once ran 50 marathons in all 50 states in 50 consecutive days. Aye. He's going to tell us how to travel like an ultramarathoner. Plus, toward the end of the hour, weigh the reasons Ecuador ought to be on your bucket list. But first, let's check some travel news this week. American Airlines stopped offering bereavement fares, which is the longtime practice of offering lower-cost tickets to passengers who have to travel at the last minute due to the death of a family member. The airline said it was conforming to the policy of its new partner, U.S. Airways, and that consumers can often find fares lower than bereavement fares. To which I say... Well, then, drop the price of the bereavement fares. Guess no one thought of that. No one thought of that. I think it's a pretty good idea. Qantas, the Australian airline, announced this week it would shed 5,000 jobs and drop major routes, such as Perth to Singapore, and defer the purchase of some new planes. It's cutting its fleet by 50 aircraft. None of this, of course, is a good sign for the airline. It's besieged by low-fare carriers in that part of Asia, and the inability due to Australian laws to bring in foreign airlines as investments partners. For example, Qantas's competitor, Virgin Australia, is partially owned by Singapore Airlines, Air New Zealand, and Etihad. Qantas is also slowing the growth of its discount airline called Jetstar, partly because it's having difficulty getting Jetstar Hong Kong off the ground. All right, now to that Delta situation. This was the year Delta, along with United, introduced a spending threshold to achieve elite status in its frequent flyer program. Not only did you have to fly 25,000 miles to reach the first elite level, which Delta calls Silver, you also have to spend $2,500 on Delta tickets. This week, Delta upped the ante. Beginning in 2015, the number of miles you collect for awards will not just depend on how many miles you fly, but on how much you pay for your tickets. Buy a discount coach ticket, you'll earn less than someone who buys a full fare coach ticket or a business class ticket. My guest is Andrew. He prefers to go by his first name. He's been on the show several times before, and he writes a blog on frequent flyer miles called PointsMilesAndMartinis.com. Andrew, welcome back to the show. Hey, Rudy, thanks for having me. What a week it's been. 
Oh, my goodness. All right, so this decision by Delta is obviously aimed to cement the loyalty of the big spenders, the business travelers who pay the most for tickets. By one report, the top 4% of Delta's passengers account for a quarter of the airline's revenue. So Delta's SkyMile program's got about 90 million members. Is the airline sort of basically writing off 85 million of its members? Uh, I think it depends. I'd say no. Uh, There's still a whole bunch of those 85 million members that prefer to fly just for the service, the operational results of Delta. Uh, And then there's even a portion of that that don't even know or care about SkyMiles changes. But it is true. The folks that fly up front or buy the higher price tickets will earn more miles. That's for certain. Can Can you give us an overview of the new rules? Absolutely. So, you know, traditionally airlines have, uh, rewarded members by by the amount of miles they've flown. They are changing to amount of miles per dollar spent. And so a general member can find themselves earning, under the new system, earning five miles per dollar. A silver member will, will earn seven miles per dollar. Gold would earn eight. Platinum would earn nine. And Delta Diamond members would earn 11. Um, that is all subject to a 75,000-mile cap. So regardless of the price of the ticket, you won't be able to go over that 75,000-mile cap. All right. Well, let me get this straight, though. When you say silver members will earn five miles, is that for every dollar spent or every mile flown? That is for every dollar spent. So they'll earn, silver members will earn seven miles per dollar spent. Okay. So, so let's they, say, so you get a, let's say you can get a cheap in the winter coast to coast ticket, New York to LA for, let's just say $400 round trip. Could even get it cheaper than that. But so $400 yeah. round trip, if you're silver, you will get five miles per dollar, so that'd be two thousand miles. Now, normally, you would earn about almost five thousand miles just on mileage basis, right? Absolutely. Yep. So, so you are so in that instance, that example. I would say definitely uh, would come out on with less miles, um, but there are a lot of instances where if you buy a higher price ticket, you're going to come out well ahead. I still don't think. Um, we know the full picture. Like I view it as an equation. You've got a you've got a factor in the earning, but also the redemption side. And so I don't think we know all the factors yet. We do know what we're earning per per dollar spent, but we don't know what it's going to cost. Delta has said that they're going to roll out the, the war chart later this year, and that they've committed to keeping that twenty five thousand mile threshold for the low level saver award. But what? A lot of us are wondering is what's going to happen to some of the premium cabin travel awards that are typically, you know, 125,000 miles in business class to Europe right now. How's that going to change? So, do you think it's possible you know, they'll lower the threshold? It might become 100,000 miles or 90. Uh, they they are implementing a more complex structure to have five tiers. Oh yeah, so, instead of three tiers. You know, right. Instead of three tiers, which is more than most folks or most other airlines. So I think. You know the, the jury's still out on that, and and uh, you know we're all eagerly awaiting the the results of what that award chart's going to look like. Well, you know, one blogger called renamed Sky Miles Sky Pesos, and uh, our friend Joe Brancatelli, who appears on the show uh, now and then, said he was outraged that Delta was telling us the new, more restrictive rules, without telling us what the new award level is. Why didn't they do it all at the same time? Do you suppose? Uh, <laughs> my suspicion is it, it may it may uh, not be too favorable. If it was good news, I'm, my guess is that it would have been released and uh, and, and shared quickly. So, so just um, in the, I'm sorry, Andrew. Maybe in the 30 seconds we have left. So basically, you're you're hypothesizing that perhaps there'll be, you know, 120,000 mile ticket to Europe if you, you know, 
if you need it right now, and maybe they'll give you a hundred thousand one if you book four weeks ahead or something. So there'll be different tiers, different levels. My assumption is it's going to it's perhaps going to be based on on uh, the cost of the ticket, perhaps. But again, we don't know uh, that, and I do think uh, you know, it's going to be interesting news later this year when that comes out. Well, we'll check with you, Andrew. Thanks so much for dropping by. All right, thanks, Rudy. Take care. Check check out Andrew's blog at pointsmilesandmartinis.com. If you care about miles, stick around. We'll be right back. Coming up, an American in Paris takes a wry look at life there as an expat. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the instant approach. Earn and redeem rewards instantly. Book a flight, use the rewards right away for your hotel. Book your hotel and use the rewards to stay longer. Book a package, well, you get the picture. Earn even more when you book using the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join today and get instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com rewards. That's Orbitz.com rewards or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. Are you suffering from itchy skin? It's terrible. The itch you can't seem to scratch, being miserable and uncomfortable. You just want immediate relief that lasts. You need TriCalm. It's new and not like the same old itch products in your medicine cabinet. Dermatologist recommended TriCalm relieves itchy skin in minutes, and it's backed by the itch-free guarantee. If TriCalm doesn't stop your itch, just mail them the empty tube, and they'll send you a full refund. TriCalm comes in a blue and white box in the first aid aisle at CVS, Walgreens, and other fine retailers. Get TriCalm today and get relief. Ron Delano, Attorney Houston. If you've been diagnosed with mesothelioma, you may be entitled to a tax-free share of billions of dollars that have been set aside for mesothelioma cancer patients. Second-hand asbestos exposure can also cause mesothelioma. Many patients were exposed to asbestos and didn't even know it. Call right now to get the facts about your legal rights and possible financial compensation. Call 800-764-3000. Now here's something you don't hear on the radio every day. Someone who can't see. I am totally blind. So I go through periods when I'm unable to sleep at night. And I feel like I'm constantly running but can never quite catch up. But this isn't a sleep problem. It's something called non-24 hour disorder. Learn more about non-24 by calling 855-856-2424 or visiting learnmorenon24.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It's 18 minutes after the hour. You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. And this segment is brought to you by Orbitz, where travel rewards usually usually, uh, uh, take a lot shorter to learn than anybody else. Travel rewards usually take forever to learn and even longer to redeem. But with Orbitz rewards, you can redeem rewards instantly. Book a flight, use the rewards instantly for your hotel. Book your hotel, use the rewards to stay longer. Basically, you apply your rewards to the price of your hotel stay, and it's deducted. Earn even more when you book on the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Check it out at orbits.com rewards and get instant vacation gratification. Well, don't we all dream about living in Paris for a while? Just go spend a year or two there and put on a beret and walk around and... You know, bring home a baguette every night with a bottle of wine and a hunk of cheese. Anne McCarthy did that, or one version of that, and she's written about it in a new book called Big Macs, Big Macs in Paris. And we're uh, trying to get her on the phone uh, right 
right now. We're going to talk about that in a moment with her. Meanwhile, I had some news that I didn't have time to... Uh, I, I think this is sort of interesting. So you're visiting New York City. Imagine this. You're visiting New York City, and you want to dine at uh, Mario Batali's re- famous restaurant. It's called Babbo. He's got several, but this one is Babbo, B-O-B-B-O. But you can't get a reservation because it's always booked. Well, there's a new app out. It's called Shout, and it allows people to buy and sell reservations. In other words, if someone with a table at Babbo suddenly has a schedule conflict, they post that reservation on Babbo and haggle with anyone who wants to buy it. In other words, take their place in line. The site also allows you to go literally to the head of the line at popular places where customers have to stand in a queue to get in, such as Ansel Bakery in Soho, whose cronuts are apparently so good that customers crew up rec- queue up regularly. Recently, someone was selling a weeknight reservation at the Spotted Pig in New York's Village for $30, a brunch for prune at 20 Now, these prices are all negotiable, and money is exchanged via the site's credit card system. i got two problems with this. The first is... Will this lead to people making reservations at hard-to-get restaurants with the sole purpose of flipping them to someone else to make a little walking-around money? And how do you know the person selling you a reservation really has a reservation? In short, it sounds very similar to ticket scalpers at sports uh, sports events. How do you know the ticket you're buying is a counterfeit or scalpers skewing the market by buying blocks of tickets for resale so there are fewer for the rest of us? I think it would be interesting to uh, get the founders of this app called Shout on my show in the near future. I'm going to ask Janet to look into this. Meanwhile, Anne McCarthy, as I mentioned, has written a book about uh, doing what we all think we really want to do, which is go live in Paris for a while. Anne, welcome to the show. Very much. Hey, listen, first explain this title, Big Macs in Paris. Yes. So when I lived in Paris, I ate a lot of McDonald's. and that's kind of where the title came from. It's also a bit of a double reference because I lived and worked with a lot of Americans, which a lot of people associate McDonald's with America. And why did you eat a lot of McDonald's when you were in Paris? Um, because I was poor, and I just really like McDonald's. <laughs> and how long did you live there and when? Um, I lived there the year 2011 from March, early March to early November. Were you studying, working? I was working. I was working for a tourism company there. Um, I moved there from Chicago, um, and where I was nannying and doing retail and studying at Second City, and wasn't totally on a career tra- trajectory in Chicago. So I'd always wanted to live in Paris. I'd studied there during university, and thought I'd go back and give it another shot. And was it a dream come true? It was. It was amazing. I loved it. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, it was. Unlike anything else, it was just incredible. So this is this is a this is a memoir that is affectionate about Paris. I'm sorry. This is a memoir that expresses affection for living in Paris. Yes, absolutely. It expresses a lot of affection about living in Paris. It talks about different tourist sites that people are interested in: Versailles, Père Lachaise, um, you know, the Eiffel Tower, obviously, but also has some. Um, hidden insights into unique things to do, different restaurants, and kind of off-the-beaten-track-type attractions. Now, I know you're a humorist, so did you yeah. you look back on Paris? When you talk about living with Paris with friends who you might meet and, and have dinner with or be at a party with, are there some particular yeah. moments that you like to remember because they were amusing or confusing or mm-hmm. unique to Paris? Um, you know, there are so many of them that fit that category. 
Um, one in particular, I guess, was a really fun day where my friends and I all went out for a bike ride by the Marne River about an hour outside of Paris. And um, we did that kind of thing a lot, just, you know, up and going somewhere and picnicking and taking trips. We would go to Berlin. Um, I went to Amsterdam. And, yeah, it was a crazy group of people I worked with, and everyone was wonderful. So lots of stories fit that bill. There were a lot of late nights. There were just a lot of crazy misadventures but yeah it was wonderful did you speak french or do you um yes i'm it's improved a lot and uh, i studied french starting in sixth grade um and it's been a long slow journey but i consider myself (laughs) conversationally fluent did you have the requisite romance while in france i'm sorry did you have the requisite requisite romance you know yes i would say so yeah I, I don't know that you can go to Paris and not have some sort of love, but, um, yeah, I did. Every, you know, everyone has their own very unique experience of Paris, which I think is what makes it so special, and it is such a romantic city, and not only in a love sense, just in the sense of the word that it's old and beautiful and, you know, just an emotional place. Geez, well, I've gone to Paris alone and never had It's not requisite, i got to tell you. And although you're right, it's a, for certain, I've certainly gone there with someone close to my heart, and it is a great place. I'm talking right. with Anne McCarthy. She's got a new book out called Big Macs in Paris about her experience of living in Paris. What would you say to someone listening now who might be in their early 20s and might think, God, I'd really like to do what Anne McCarthy did? What advice mm-hmm. would you give? I would say do it. Absolutely do it. Don't question it. Find a way to go live abroad, live in Paris, live in London, Australia, whatever. Now's the time to do it. You know, you're not tied down. You probably don't own that much. Not a lot of furniture to get rid of. Um, So, yeah, absolutely. You're not going to regret doing something like that. But what are the logistics? Can anybody just go to France and live for a year? Are you allowed to work while you're there? Do you tend to work on the sort of in the gray market where you're not, you may not have the right documentation, but it's enough to live on? Yeah, there are a lot of different avenues to do it. Some people choose to go over there on a student visa and study and work as well, but there are, of course, those restrictions. I'm currently living in London, and I'm here on a student visa, so dealing with the work restrictions aspect is kind of a pain. But, um, yeah, in terms of getting over there, you can go on a student visa. You can go on a work visa, which is what I did, um, and I was sponsored. That's how most people get over here. Um, What does that mean, sponsored? Here living... Yeah, it's it's tough. Like, but what the, what does that mean, Anne? When you, say, like, I, when you say sponsored, what does that mean? Oh, like they they pay a certain amount of money to um, sponsor their workers to come over and who work is for the they? Company. Who is they? It's it's the tourism company I worked for um, while I was in Paris. So what you're saying is, in order yeah. to get a work visa, you have to have a company in France saying, "I want Anne McCarthy to come work here." Exactly. Yeah, you have to be kind of specifically recruited. Um, There are a lot of American companies, though, with, you know, offices in Paris. So that's what I'd recommend doing, looking to companies that have offices based in other countries and then get employed by that company, request a transfer and get over there that way. Or like if you're someone in the arts, you can get like a freelance um, talent type visa. That's an option as well. Um, studying is one of the best course, easiest ways to do it, quote, easy. It's not going to be very easy, but you can get over there that way. And I believe in France, at least this is how it was, that 
you can even sign up for like a short-term course. It doesn't have to be a full university program or anything. Um, You can just do a course and live and work over there. I know some people have done that. Are there firms that facilitate Americans who want to find a company to sponsor them? Uh, I mean, and I'm thinking primarily somebody, you know, I'm not talking about some banking executive who's 45 and has got a reputation. If you're right. 21, is there somewhere you can look, or 19 even, and, uh, and look for help in getting a company to sponsor yeah. you? That, um, you know, I know a lot of different tour companies, like I believe EF Tours, they they would probably have some information about that. Um but, yeah, I don't know. I, To be honest, I'm not totally sure about it. But I have a naively, blindly believe the old where there's a will, there's a way, that if you do want to do it, you can figure it out, you know. Um, so that's what I would say if, if someone is interested in doing that, just go about doing a ton of research. You can speak with a visa off- officer or someone who specializes in helping people get over there. There are a ton of organizations that do that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would say. Just put in the research, figure out what you want to do, and get over there. Sounds like the Internet is your best friend. And if you want to know what it's like, well, perhaps pick up Anne McCarthy's new book. It's it's called Big Macs in Paris, as in Max at McDonald's. And uh, welcome back. Well, welcome to London, and uh, I appreciate you joining <laughs> me today. Thank you for dropping by. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you. And Anne McCarthy's website is, let me find it here for the book. I'm scrolling as fast as I can. I'll tell you when we come back. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now here's something you don't hear on the radio every day. Someone who can't see. I am totally blind. So I go through periods when I'm unable to sleep at night. And I feel like I'm constantly running but can never quite catch up. But this isn't a sleep problem. It's something called non-24-hour disorder. Learn more about non-24 by calling 855-856-2424 or visiting learnmorenon24.com. Suffering from allergy congestion? On my nature walks, I couldn't smell the flowers or breathe in the fresh spring air. Then I discovered Allegra D. Allegra D decongests and depressurizes with a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine, plus a powerful decongestant for 24 hours of congestion-free breathing. Now I don't just appreciate nature. I breathe it all in. Allegra D. Stop suffering. Start breathing. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Starts working in one hour. Use only as directed. Visit Allegra.com. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Well, it's Oscar weekend, and uh, an Italian-made movie called La Grande Bellezza um, is, has been nominated for Academy Award in the Best Foreign Film category. And speaking of foreign films, I have on the phone with me from Rome, uh, Martina Della Riva. She is the Italian operations manager for a company called Context Travels, which runs walking tours in Rome. But Martina specializes in walking you through places that you may have seen in classic movies featuring Italy as a backdrop or as a main character in the story. Martina, welcome to 
uh, the United States via radio on Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. <laughs> Hi, Rudy. Thank you. Hi, everybody. What I what I I get I, I looked at your bio and I'm just tickled that you've worked as an archaeologist in Italy and abroad. Yeah. And uh, you're you're. You're working. Are you still at the University of Birmingham, uh, completing a PhD? I am. Um, I'll be handing in my PhD uh, by the end of the year. So. The Dr. <laughs> Martina Della. Uh, yeah, Oliva. hopefully. Fingers um, crossed. So, Martina. So, so there are. I mean, I can certainly think of. Uh, I mean, you you live and breathe it. So, give us some scenes that we might be able to remember by your describing them. In which Rome is the star of the of that scene or that movie? For goodness' sake, we have the Trevi Fountain, obviously. Uh, you mean that the Great Beauty? Yeah, some of the movies yeah. that that Americans would know and go, oh yeah, I remember seeing yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, Rome was beautiful. Sure, uh, you have uh, Via Veneto, Via Vittorio Veneto, um, where the Excelsior is, and is also it was the setting of uh, La Dolce Vita by Federico Fellini, mm-hmm. and uh, is now featuring uh, also in The Great Beauty. You also have uh, Piazza Navona. One of the most beautiful you, piazzas in yes, the world. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are, um, if you, um, as you say, um, settings that are reproposed from uh, former um, films and movies. That's really interesting. What is the famous Trevi Mountain scene where they're, uh, Trevi Fountain scene where they're splashing around in there? Is that three coins in the fountain or was that the movie? <laughs> Or is that just the song? Yeah, well, the, the, the Trevi Fountain scene you're referring to, I believe, is the one in La Dolce Vita. La Dolce Vita, Vita of course. In the 1960s, where Anita Ekberg and Marcello Mastroianni, I mean, she waves through the fountain in front of Marcello Mastroianni, really astounding, beautifully in front of him. He'd be surprised, but also very pleased about this scene. Yes, he, he was pleased about it. Yes, and the Spanish step, uh, yeah. the Spanish steps have been <laughs> in, innumerable. That uh, has become a really iconic moment in the history of cinema and uh, you know Italian cinema, but has spread everywhere. I think that most people are going to that fountain today, stopping there. They have in mind that scene. You're exactly right. The that Spanish there are guards steps. there looking and, for you at not, you know, to going anywhere. <laughs> I have I have seen Americans wanting to jump into the fountain and splash around like the <laughs> yes, movie. Yes, especially on very hot days. It is frowned upon. I know the Spanish steps have appeared in, in innumerable movies. But tell me about your tours. So I come to Italy, and I call yeah. you or context travel, and I say I got to walk. Are these half days? Are these full days? Uh, are these difficult walking yeah. tours? Yeah, um, we specialize in walking seminars, we call them, and these are in-depth learning experiences, and they're small groups, so up to six participants. And this walk is called Director's Cut, A Journey Through Italian Cinema, and the focus is on Rome as center of Italian film industry and in the inspiring muse of the most successful Italian filmmaker. So you mentioned Federico Fellini and uh, Villa Dolce Vita. We mentioned also Paolo Sorrentino with The Great Beauty. But there's also the neorealism with Vittorio De Sica and uh, some people might remember Bicycle Thieves or Ettore Scola with uh, We All Loved Each Other and Nanni Moretti, perhaps less known abroad, uh, but recently acclaimed with uh, We Have a Pope in 2011. And during these three hours together, 
um, with the help of uh, our docent, um, I mean the guide leading the, the walk, with uh, a expert in film studies, but also independent filmmaker. Uh, we look at the interplay between art, filmmaking, and the urban development of Rome. So we do this for the comparison between the regional film scenes, which are screened on a iPad, and today's locations where both scenes were filmed. And might you, and, lead, you, might know, you lead one of the tours, Martina? Oh, no, I mean, <laughs> I've been on a, on a couple of them, <laughs> uh, but I, no, I, I'm not qualified to lead them. <laughs> qualified to lead them? You're an archaeologist and you live in... No, I'm just, I'm just teasing you. Oh, there. sorry, some of the other tours, uh, yes. I see. No, well, yeah, I've got enough to do in the office, really, even though I wouldn't mind doing that. <laughs> I understand. Um, but, yeah, this specific one uh, is, you know, uh, yeah, with, with the person, uh, the docent leading it is a film expert and okay. a filmmaker, Elisabetta Lodoli. All right. You can find more information by going to Context, that's C-O-N-T-E-X-T, contexttravel.com. And I believe that uh, uh, Janet may post a YouTube clip um, on uh, my Facebook fan page, which is Rudy Max at Travel Slash Leisure. Hit the like button while you're there. Um, and uh, stop by the office and say hi to Martina Della Riva. Martina, <laughs> thank you for stopping by. You you have a wonderful city to live in, and it's been a beautiful backdrop for so many movies we've enjoyed. And I appreciate your joining me today. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you for having me on the program. Martina Della Riva is the Italian operations manager of Context Travel. If you're going to Rome and want to take a walk around the city and see famous movie sites, contexttravel.com. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. You thought Boost Mobile had low prices before, but now they're dropping lower than ever for anyone switching to a Boost 4G LTE device by March 31st. Are the prices this low? Nah, lower. $35 a month low. How about this? Now, try $35 a month for six months low. Wow, that's low. You're right, it's low. That's how Boost Mobile does it. They go $35 a month for six months low, all with unlimited talk, text, and data. Oh, baby, for only $35 a month? I'm down with that. Available at Boost Mobile, Best Buy, and Radio Shack. Boost Mobile. Be heard. No, no, like this. <clears throat> Boost Mobile. Be heard. Offer available 2614 to 331.14 at BoostMobile.com and select retailers only. Limited to new accounts and purchase a 4G LTE device. Rates increase after introductory rate. Coverage not available everywhere. Includes 2.5 gigabytes per month for high-speed data. See BoostMobile.com slash 35 plan or participating dealer for details. Now here's something you don't hear on the radio every day. Someone who can't see. I am totally blind. So I go through periods when I'm unable to sleep at night. And I feel like I'm constantly running but can never quite catch up. But this isn't a sleep problem. It's something called non-24-hour disorder. Learn more about non-24 by calling 855-856-2424 or visiting learnmorenon24.com. This eczema is driving me crazy. All I do is... No matter what I use on this dry, itchy red skin, I can't stop... Introducing the first eczema lotion from Cortisone 10. It contains the strongest non-prescription itch medicine to relieve the... 
plus seven moisturizers to help heal severe dry skin. Once you start using it, you'll stop the for good. Ah, that's better. New Cortisone 10 Eczema Lotion. Feel the heal. Warning, you may experience extreme weight loss using the following product. Attention, if you need to lose 30 pounds or more, you're qualified to participate in an absolutely risk-free trial of an extremely powerful weight loss supplement. It's called Final Trim. To participate, call now. 1-800-910-5947. Final Trim is a proven breakthrough in weight loss. Take two capsules just once a day, and you can experience maximum weight loss, pounds in days. It uses natural ingredients, making it healthy and safe. If your weight loss with Final Trim is too dramatic, please decrease use and only take one capsule a day. To guarantee participation in this trial, you must call now. 1-800-910-5947. For your participation, you'll receive a full-size supply of Final Trim to use absolutely risk-free. Again, if you need to lose 30 pounds or more by taking Final Trim just once a day, call now to participate in this nationwide risk-free trial. 1-800-910-5947. That number again is 1-800-910-5947. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 43 minutes after the hour. By the way, uh, um, my guest about uh, seven minutes ago or eight minutes ago um, was Ann McCarthy, who's written the book Big Max in Paris, and I was hoping to give you a website. It turns out she doesn't have a website. That's why I couldn't find it. Um, but she's going to have a Facebook page going up uh, by mid-month, and we'll put a link to that at my Facebook fan page, Rudy Maxa. Travel slash leisure. By the way, uh, head on over there. We're, almost, we're headed to 4,000 likes. Uh, you can help me reach it. I think we're just a couple hundred away. If you like to run marathons, or even if you don't like to run marathons, which I don't, so I'm, I'm just as fascinated, I'm sure, as someone who does like to run marathons, this is your man. My next guest is Dean Carnassus. He was voted by Time Magazine as one of the 100 most influential people in the world. Um, and he's he's an ultra-athlete and a New York Times best-selling author. But let's get to the point. He has traveled and completed on all seven continents of Earth in, in ultra-marathons, twice, twice around. Um, he once ran 50 marathons in all 50 U.S. states in 50 consecutive days, to which I ask you, Dean, why? <laughs> the travel, of course. That's the only reason. Well, now, how do you – I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is how, – how, do, you, do you have another profession, or, or can you make a living doing this? Well, I had another profession, and, and <laughs> that didn't go too well. So, <laughs> what profession I was that? To, uh, to depart and try and make a living doing this. And uh, so, what is an ultra uh, marathon? What, what's the difference between a marathon and an ultra marathon? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So, um, ultra in Latin means beyond. Yeah. So, anything beyond a standard marathon, which always a marathon is 26.2 miles, anything beyond 26.2 miles is considered an ultra marathon. And is there some some template for that, or can they be 30 miles for? I mean, can it be whatever yeah. the, the the race holder decides it should be? Yeah, there's a lot of different formats that are more popular than others. Um, you know, the 50k, 50 kilometer, which oh is 31 miles, is kind of the next step from a marathon. Right. But there's a lot of 50 mile races. There's in Europe, there's a lot of 100 kilometer races, which is 62 miles. And I, here in the U.S., a popular format is a 100 mile race. All right, just provide me, indulge me for being so naive because I don't run marathons. On a 100-mile or even a 50-mile race, 
Are you allowed to like stop and walk for a while and rest? Or I mean, is that <laughs> customary? Yeah, I mean, those are the questions. When I first heard of a human running 100 miles nonstop, I thought, okay, where are the hotels? You know, how many how many days? Did <laughs> you take a shower in between? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's a single. You just take off running, and hopefully you can run the whole time. Um, some of the, you know, the, the more elite athletes do. And a lot of these races are on wilderness trails. I mean, most often they're in exotic locations, you know, the Colorado Rockies, um, the Dolomite Mountains in Italy, oh my um, Patagonia Those... down in Argentina. I mean, they're, they're, they're not just easy 100-mile runs. They're, you know, through the mountains, up and down, up and down. And, and, and you've done these? Oh, I've done them all, yeah. I've, you know, I, I live for it. How old are you? Um, I'm 51. How long have you been doing this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I walked out of a bar on my 30th birthday, of course, drunk, you know, doing what we do, and uh, decided that night uh, I was going to be a runner. And I ran 30 miles that night to celebrate my 30th birthday. No. Well, I stumbled, I hobbled, you know, there was, <laughs> you there threw was up. Some, <laughs> some chafing where the sun don't shine, let's just put it that way, Rudy. And, oh, um, my goodness. But I made it 30 miles that night, and that, that kind of launched my, uh, my career as an ultramarathoner. But how can you do 50 states in 50 days? How can you get between these places? I mean, short of having your own Gulfstream jet. <laughs> no, we had a big bus, um, a big tour bus. You know, my kids uh, were young, and I wanted to show them the kind. It started off as a family vacation. Like, I want my kids to see all 50 states this summer. In 50 days. <laughs> well, that's, that's, yeah, we we kind of fell into a time crunch and said, wow, this is getting tight. So, But it, it was beyond that. I mean, it was also a challenge to see if I could do it. Yeah, a lot of people... You know, can barely walk the next day after running a single marathon, and um, I went out there and said, "I'm going to try and do 50 in a row." All right, you've got a, a website called ultramarathonman.com. Is that someplace someone could go if they would like to? I don't know if they want to emulate you exactly. I'd like <laughs> to meet the person who would like to, but would that be a site helpful to someone who wants to consider doing an ultra marathon? Yeah, it would be a launching point. Um, it's not necessarily a training um, resource, but there are um, you know links to training resources. Uh, I work with this great company, The North Face, which you probably know. Of course. It's a great great motto. I mean, never stop exploring, which to me is kind of encapsulates your life and my life. Um, but they uh, they have training programs on their website. You know, they're big into mountain athletics, so you can actually go to their website, and they'll, you know, it's a roadmap uh, on how to prepare, how to train, what to eat. It tells you everything on how to do this. And I can see you just cannot wait to sign up. <laughs> you can tell by the tone of my voice. We only have about 10 seconds left, but but tell me, do you, at 51, are you still running ultra marathons, Dean? Uh, tons. Oh my two goodness. dozen a year, yep. Uh, Dean Carnassus is his name. The website, go check it out, is ultramarathonman.com. Dean, too fast, but thank you for stopping by. <laughs> thank you. Keep going. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. It's 52 minutes after the hour, and whenever you read people's lists of their favorite places they want to go to, 
invariably the Galapagos Islands are on that list. Now, the Galapagos Islands uh, bridge a couple countries, but Ecuador is certainly a place you could fly into to start your trip. Ecuador also has, uh, has uh, uh, the mountains, the Andes. It's got the Amazon River. Got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Uh, we go down to Ecuador today to talk to Christian Mera. He is the Deputy Undersecretary of Markets at the Ecuador Minister of tu- uh, Ministry of Tourism. And I have only been to Ecuador once, to Quito, to give a speech. I was there two days. I regret, and this was years ago, I regret to say I did not get a feel for Ecuador. So I thought I would ask Christian to tell us a little about the country and convince me I've got to come back and spend more time. Hello, Christian. Welcome to the show. Hello, Rudy. It's a pleasure to be in your show. And so I know, I know, we, ha- I know, I know yeah. we have a delay on the telephone, so I will try to keep that in mind as I speak with you, um, and our listeners will, I'm sure, as well. But tell me, uh, tell me, if we were having lunch today, how you would convince me to come to Ecuador for a holiday? Well, Ecuador have different options. Ecuador has four words in one small country. So if we are talking of the Buckleys, Galapagos Islands is a world-famous uh, destination, uh, unique by its uh, biodiversity and endemic species. Also, we have a special uh, things to do in the Ecuador mainland. The Pacific Coast, the Andes, the Amazon offers a great variety of options for all kind of travelers, adventure, gastronomy, archaeology, some of things that every traveler can expect in a top destination. Well, I know it's a small country. It's about the size of Colorado, and you do have an extraordinary amount of biodiversity there. Where does one begin in coming to to uh, Ecuador? Do you fly into Quito and begin your travels there? Yes, uh, as you said, Ecuador is a small country. Um, the central distribution of the country is Quito, the capital. We have an international airport, but also we have two, two international airports in two different uh, cities into the country. From Quito, you can go to the central highlands. We call the Volcanoes Avenue. You can take a flight 45 minutes to reach the Amazon River, or also you can take a flight to the coast 30 minutes to reach the Pacific coast, or even if you go to go farther in two hours, one and a half hours, flight, you reach the Galapagos Islands. So from Quito, we can expect to visit all the country. And do you recommend that, for example, an American visitor make his or her travel plans uh, or touring plans before they arrive in Ecuador? Or can they land in Quito and make local arrangements there for either the Andes, the Amazon, or even the Galapagos Islands? So the both options are good. Uh, so it depends if the visitors are independent travelers or they prefer the organized uh, tour. The both options are good. Well, it's better that you check before the different options Ecuador offers because uh, in the highlands, in the Andes highlands, we have a lot of things to do. The uh, restored train, the the cruise train that is world famous now, that uh, earned some awards in, in Europe. Also, a uh, patrimonial ascendance over 300 years ago. Uh, in the Amazon, we have the exceptional lodges with top quality services. So um, it's better that the travelers check before the different options and decide if they, if they want to travel independent. We have all the quality services here in Ecuador, or if they prefer organized tours, 
the same. We have a good connection with two operators and offers the top selection uh, options in Ecuador. But would for the Galapagos Islands, I think you would probably recommend making arrangements before coming to Ecuador. Am I correct? Um, yes, but it's not necessary. You can travel alone as well. And in Galapagos, you can find different services, good hotels, uh, day trips uh, to the different islands. Uh, so it's possible to do the same. For security, because uh, security, I mean, in the availability of the services, is very to arrange before because Galapagos Islands uh, has a, a scale, a small scale destination uh, for preserve the, the ecosystem, and it's not also easy to find availability in the hotels or providers. So exactly. it's better that you can check before and you can arrange before all the visits in Galapagos. But if not, if you have more time, you can go there, you can spend two weeks, three weeks, and you can do different options as well. Christian Meadow, thank you. I appreciate your giving us a glimpse of Ecuador. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you to you, Ruby. It's a pleasure. Thank, thank you so much. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. In case you didn't know, it's a travel show. First of all, you have a, the Spanish accent of uh, Christian Meta. And uh, a little earlier, we were talking to the uh, about the walking tours in Rome, setting the film industry with the Italian accent. We're mixing it up today. We're going all over the world and dropping in. Even our... Uh, the author of Big Mac in Paris, uh, although she's American, she we reached her in, in London. I'm afraid Jeff's long-distance bill is going to be something we'll have to reckon with down the road here. You're listening to Rudy Max's World, and we are coming to the end of the first hour. And as I say every weekend, uh, while most of our stations will be back for the second hour in about six minutes, every once in a while, some of our stations uh, say goodbye now. And if so, I hope to see you here in Rudy Max's World again next weekend, same time, same station. Meanwhile, travel safely. I hope if you're in the Midwest or the East Coast, you are going to be bundled up warmly for the weather coming Sunday and Monday. Uh, if you're going to stick with us, we'll be right back. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network. <laughs>